0: Last week, uh, I was pretty challenged by Andy's talk, Andy Simmons' talk, and he said some words that really challenged me, and I think are a challenge for, the, for this church at this time, and it, those words really resonated with me, and they stuck with me throughout this week, and I'd really like to build on those uh, during uh, this talk now. It's almost too to leap off what Andy was talking about and to take it further, further still. So Andy said these words, our love must extend beyond the boundaries of these walls. That's really challenging, I think. It's not just uh, for us to be embraced by the love of God in this place and to experience the love of God with each other in this place. There is so much more to it than that. God's love must extend beyond the boundaries of these walls. It cannot do anything other than that. God's love must extend. It's an amazing thing. It cannot be contained. It cannot be limited. There is no ceiling on it. We can never exhaust it. God's love must extend beyond the boundaries of these walls. And so that's what I'd like to explore today, as I say, boundless love. Love without boundaries and limit. Do any of you watch the Pride of Britain Awards? Any any, hands up if you watch the Pride of Britain Awards? Okay. Three of us? Okay, that's good. Obviously, a big audience it has, doesn't it? (laughs) Uh, Maybe not then. I thought it'd be a lot of you watching it. Anyway, but well, it's a bit of a tradition in our house. We watch it every year. We've watched it with the kids when they were younger. Now, we, didn't, we don't watch it so much with them because, obviously, they're at university or away working. But uh, nevertheless, Kate and I watch it still, and we watched it last year in November time, or October, whenever it was, in the autumn. And last year, we were struck by one particular guy who won one particular award, the Exceptional Bravery Award went to a man called John Rastrick, aged 69, here he is, from Chesterfield. Now, John was driving along the M1 when he witnessed a collision that saw a car burst into flames in front of him. He's a truck driver, and he uh, saw this happen right in front of him. Now, stopping immediately, the great-granddad, he's a great-granddad, ran towards the incident as thick smoke and fire engulfed the car ahead of him. And John said this, there was no hesitation, no second thought. I was 110% focused. I don't know why he wasn't 111% focused, but on what I needed to do. I had to get to the car. I had no idea who was in there or how many people I was running towards. But I knew... There wasn't a second to spare, not one second. When he reached the car, John pulled open the driver's door and found Parry Mystery, then 27 years old, curled up in the driver's seat. Looking inside, everything was already alight, he said. I found Parry in there curled up with her knees under her chin and just said to her, you're coming with me, darling. Just 29 seconds after John left his truck, 29 seconds, that's all it took to get to the car, pull her out. The car was entirely engulfed in flames. That's bravery. I'm sure we would all agree that John is a good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. Now, when we say someone's a good Samaritan, it's based on our understanding of the parable of the good Samaritan. It's obvious. It's told by Jesus and recorded by the writer Luke in his version of the gospel. And through this parable, we encourage one another, having heard it and digested it through the ages and it's been passed down to us too, we encourage each other to see the Samaritan in the story as us, you and me. And we aim to be like him. We read the parable as a challenge laid down by Jesus about loving our neighbors. So, if you see someone collapsed in the road or in need of any help in any way, then we must help them. We must be a good Samaritan. But what if there's more to see in this parable than that? What if that's great? But what if there's even more to see? in this parable? Well, I'd like us to see if there is, and let's read it again. It's a very familiar story, probably. but We're going to read it again, and then we'll explore something of the message that I'd like us to see in it. This is from Luke 10, beginning at verse 25, if you want to follow it on your phone or on your Bible. On one occasion... Look after him, he said, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. A number of things strike me From that parable, particularly when we think about our love, God's love in us, extending beyond the boundaries of these walls. I'd like to explore four things briefly this morning. First thing, the first thing that I want us to notice is that when we assume we are the Samaritan in the story, I think we miss the heart of the gospel. And many writers agree on this, many biblical scholars. And so what is this message that we can miss? That when humanity was in the gutter, broken, beaten and bruised, lost and left for dead, God rescued us and carried us home. The writer Sam Wells puts it beautifully and Andrew's going to put the quote on the screen When God's people were down and out, and humiliated and rejected and foolish and failing and scorned and despised, Jesus touched them, heard them, forgave them, restored them, reconciled them, healed them, and gave them life with him forever. The wonderful truth distilled in this amazing parable is that we cannot save ourselves. We are broken and we are weak, lying helpless on the side of the road. It is impossible for us to save anyone else. And those representing society and humanity, the priest and the Levite in the story, walk past the injured person because ultimately they cannot save him. It's Jesus who saves. Only Jesus can save us. Jesus is the Samaritan. And like the Samaritan, Jesus is the one who is hated, cast aside, and despised. The parable reminds us that Jesus takes on the role of healing and restoring humanity, lifting us from our brokenness, tending our wounds, and carrying us when we can't take another step. We can't go any further. He will carry us. Jesus offers boundless love. Love without limit. Love that cannot be contained. Love that must go beyond the boundaries of walls. He offers his love and compassion. He is the ultimate source of healing and redemption for all. He is love without boundaries. That's who he is. The second thing that strikes me about this when thinking about the parable is that sometimes, because we can't save ourselves and we can't ultimately save other people, even though we'd like to think that we can, then we get to the point where we think that nothing and no one can make a difference, that nothing and no one can save us we're hopeless and helpless. Maybe you worry that someone you love, someone close to you, is beyond hope and help. Maybe you feel that about yourself or have done at certain times. It's not a very nice place to be. Or perhaps you feel that you've done something that is just beyond hope or help. Or there's a certain aspect of your life that is beyond hope and help. That it will never change. Nothing can ever change it. Well, thank God. Thank God that because of Jesus, his intention is for no one, nobody in the entire world, and certainly nobody here, to lie hopeless and helpless on the side of the road. Nobody is beyond the reach of the love of God through Jesus. I love doing school assemblies. Not so much high school, secondary school, not so much. Primary school, I definitely. Love primary school assemblies. And it's one of the sadnesses of, of this role that I have. That I'm not in a parish. I don't have a, any schools in the parish. Don't, uh, not, you know? don't go into school regularly. But well, when I did, and I uh, used to go in and do the assemblies, one of the things I used to like to do was to do uh, a demonstration with, with the children where I got them to see that we all need help. We all need help. And I think sometimes there's a myth, and we somehow, at some point in life, we, we accept this myth, and we have to try and be, uh, you know, self-supporting and, and, and have all the answers ourselves, and it's just impossible. We cannot do it. And so what I'd do is I'd ask the children if there was somebody brave in, uh, you know, in the assembly, and, and normally one or two would be brave enough to do it. And they'd come forward, and then I'd um, say, would, do you like opal fruits? Um, and those who don't know what opal fruits are, they're starburst. But Obviously, in my day, when I was growing up, they were opal fruits, so there'd always be opal fruits. So i say, do you like opal fruits? So look at me blankly. And he'd say, starburst. And they go, yeah, I love those. So I'd stick, them, I'd have stuck them already high up on the wall with Blu-Tac. And I'd just say to them, you can help yourself. That's great. Go on, go for it. And then when I carried on with the assembly, they'd just be leaping up trying to get <laughs> these sweets. And then eventually, the brave ones would come and tap me on the shoulder or drag me off and say, you need to help me. And then that would be a good demonstration that we all need help. Sometimes, sometimes, often, the help that we need, the help that we need, is so, so far, it seems, out of reach. We can't give it to ourselves. We can't muster it up. And the people around us seem incapable of doing that too, at times. Well, none of us, none of us, not a single one of us, and reach the help that we really need. Jesus comes to us. He comes to us in search of us in order to bring us the help that we need in our place of brokenness. The boundless love of Jesus shows us that nothing and no one is beyond his reach. He will come to all of us in our place of need. Regardless of our flaws, our mistakes, our shortcomings, His love is all-encompassing. It covers all people and it covers everything. The Samaritans care for the wounded man. It mirrors God's tender and compassionate love for us, for each one of us, and for all those we love and that we're concerned for, whether those who we share our lives with or those that we're concerned for, who we don't know personally, we know of the issues that they're facing, maybe near to us or in other parts of the world. A parable, this amazing parable, is a wonderful reminder that God does not discriminate based on background or things we've done, things we've not done, or our social standing. The boundless love of Jesus is for everyone because we all need it it's for everyone because we all need it so the third thing then i want us to notice is notice in this parable is this god sends jesus to us to walk and to search and to search and to never give up until he finds us in that place of need Last October, many of you know that Kate and I walked the Camino de Santiago with the young people, young adults on the Auburn Way. Uh, We've almost dried out from that experience. We hope our clothes will dry out very soon. Um, It was very wet. Uh, But on that, on the third day, we were walking up a very, very uh, steep uh, part of of the walk and um, and one of the party needed uh, some support, wasn't well. So We, Kate and I accompanied that person to the destination for that day. And once I got them sorted, we then uh, decided that we would rejoin the party. So instead of going all the way back to where we started that day and then trying to catch everybody up, what we decided to do was work backwards. Well, walking backwards on the Camino de Santiago is not so easy because all the signs are behind you, <laughs> or hidden because they're not ahead of you. You can't just see them, so you have to keep checking where you're going, and if you're going the right way. And so we kept walking and walking, hopefully hoping that we were on the right path, that we would find them, that we would come across them. And then there, on this straight stretch of road, about an hour and a half, two hours into our walk, we saw this uh, tired, wet through. <laughs> band of young adults coming towards us and they looked pretty tired at that point but when they saw us it was really lovely it's like their their energy levels lifted it lifted their spirits that we'd been looking for them and walking towards them that we'd been in search of them and that we'd found them and then once we met them they asked how uh, the person had got on and and we heard about the storm that they'd been caught in and and you know and uh, and on all of the catch-up of the day and how somebody had gifted them some lunch and they'd had a lovely experience chatting with some people on the road. And then we walked on to where we were headed. And They had a bit of a spring in their step. They had increased energy, if you like. They'd been encouraged that we'd sort them out. This parable reminds us that Jesus walks in search of us. He walks the road where we lie helpless and hopeless on the side of it. And he will never give up until he finds us. Wherever we are, he will never give up. Nothing and no one is beyond the reach of the love of Jesus. And so if that was the third thing I wanted us to notice, then the fourth and final one is this. That when we've been touched by that limitless love of Jesus. Jesus, the amazing thing is that Jesus pulls us into what he's doing. He pulls us into his active love. It's not a passive thing. He pulls us into it and draws us into the flow of his love so that that love can then flow out to other people in their place of need through us, through all that we can be and do. Notice that Jesus tells the expert in the law, go and do likewise. Jesus isn't simply saying, go and be like a good Samaritan. Go and try your best to do good things. He's challenging us to embody, to immerse ourselves in that same limitless, boundless love, to throw ourselves, if you like, into the river of God's love that flows to all people. Go and do likewise is a challenge to all of us and to this church, to share in the love of Jesus that has no boundaries, to go with the flow of the love of Jesus, wherever that takes us, to all those places and people of need to go with the flow of it, to tear down the walls that divide us from others, to look beyond superficial differences and to reach out to those in need, to love unconditionally. This is love that goes beyond comfort zones. It reaches out to the marginalized, the hurting and those people in society that have been cast aside to love those who are bruised and broken near to us in our own family, our street, our network of friends, our workplace, our town and also those who are further away, those who are without hope or help in other parts of the world. And let's face it, there are many, many people in that situation. Jesus' challenge to us is get swept up in my love and allow it to sweep you to those people and places of need. Get swept up in my love. We sang earlier, there's no mountain that he won't climb coming after us. That's a wonderful thing. The message of that is encapsulated in this parable. Jesus calls us into that searching that searching work that he's involved with. He calls us to walk the road of pain and brokenness where people are lying on the side of it. He calls us to walk with him, to go in search of them and to bring the flow of his love to them. Will this church be known for that? Will this church continue to be known for that, going with the flow of the love of Jesus wherever it's needed. And so to finish, our love must extend beyond the boundaries of these walls because God's love must extend beyond the boundaries of these walls. It cannot do anything other than that. It wouldn't be God's love it didn't. The love of Jesus will extend beyond the boundaries of these walls as we are touched by it, moved by it, shaken by it, changed by it, healed by it, forgiven by it. As gratitude and joy and delight bubble up in us, it will flow out to others in all the encounters that we have with people. And as we are swept up into this love, We will walk with Jesus and search with him for all those who are without hope and help. And as we do, we'll play our part in the transforming work of God's kingdom, where love knows no limit, where it has no ceiling, where it cannot be contained, and all are embraced by that boundless love of Jesus. Jesus intends for no one lie helpless and hopeless on the side of the road. No one and nothing is beyond the reach of his love. And so I encourage us all, myself included, to open ourselves up again to that love, to allow it to sweep us into its flow, to bring healing and hope to us, whatever way we need that at this particular moment in time. And from us then, to other people. Jesus knows that all of us, every single one of us is broken and that humanity needs rescuing and carrying home. And so my prayer, my simple prayer is this, Lord Jesus, pour your love into our lives and the lives of all your people. Amen.